Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of AV Insider. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Mota. I am coming from the northern side of California, very dry, warm, and full of people in their shantytown RVs headed for the holidays. Uh, after you hear this, it'll probably be after that, so you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, as always, I have a special guest, and it's actually kind of cool because I don't always get to get direct inside the mind of the creators of all the products. Sometimes I do, and maybe sometimes you don't get to hear that stuff. Today, we have what one such guest that will allow us to to understand a, fu- a full, uh, well, basically the entire ideas of all the creations presented to you. Uh, his name is Mark Loffman. Of, he is the president of BAE Audio, but before I have Mark on, as always, I'd like to thank my guest... Uh, my guest host, myself, ha. Huh? Uh, but actually, I'd like to thank my sponsor, uh, Ingram Micro. They're the world's largest technology distributor, delivering flexible multi-channel supply chain solutions and more. If you head over to IngramMicro.com, you can check out some of the previous guests I've had on, like Sennheiser, Onkyo, and a few others. If you've been listening to previous shows, you'd know that. But if you head over to IngramMicro.com, you can check out the offerings that they have for you. Uh, you might even be using some and didn't realize that you can get them from IngramMicro.com. Uh, as I mentioned, Mark Loffman, he is the president of BA Audio. Mark, thank you for being on the show today. Hey. Hey. Um, give me, uh, before I, I get into your background, can you give me a general overview of BAE Audio? Um, well, basically, we build um, mic preamps and uh, compressors for the, uh, for the recording industry. Okay. And, and how long has the company been around? Have you guys been in it for many, many years? Yeah, we used to be called um, Brent Able Enterprises from uh, from the '90s onwards. Wow. Um, and when I took over the company, we um, we just shortened it to BAE. Just um, you know, we just simplified it, and it, it seemed to stick. That works. And uh, when what's what's your? Uh, I mean, you're the president. You took it over, and this is your company now. What uh, what's your background? Um, I'm a musician. I, um, nice. I came over to the States 15 years ago and, uh, I, I just fell into this. I was an intern and, um, you know, I'd never picked up a soldering iron before, but I learned to be a tech and, uh, you know, eight years later, I, um, I'd learned enough to, to consider, you know, building my own gear. And, um, it just so happened that Brent was wanting to retire. And so we did a deal and I, I bought him out and, you know, eight years later, we, uh, we're going strong. So since, and I'm sorry, how long have you been the president of the company? It's, uh, what it be? I think it's about seven years now I've owned the company. Okay. And since, since you've been running the company, have you produced products? Uh, you know, like you said, you started up as an intern and now you're running the company, you're making your own gear, you're in a band, um, coming from the, you know, playing the live gigs and the shows, I mean, you probably, you know, played and, and, and gone through massive amounts of equipment and able to tweak the audio and go to the studio and, and um, I would imagine create products based on, on what you want on playback on stage, correct? Well, we, we have two um, kind of two, two um, staples of, of mic pre's. One is based on an old English design called Neve, uh, Rupert Neve, who, who was around in the 60s and 70s. And the other one's an American company, API. 
And um, this is analog design, by the way. Okay. Um, it's very important that we that we mention that because there's you know there's 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 a lot of um, mic pre's out there that are built in certain ways. There's digital stuff, and there is surface mount analog stuff. But we are transformer balanced analog stuff. It, it's it's as if we were in the seventies, basically. You know, it's uh, it's the philosophy from back in the day. It's built the same way, and it's using the parts that were around back then. Okay. And do you, the reason for doing that is that do you feel that that sound is superior sound than the digital stuff that's out there? I mean, not to knock one or the other, but I mean, do you just feel that's kind of maybe a, a more richer real sound? Well, what it is, it, 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 it's, it's two different sounds, but they marry together very well. Um, you know, the, there's, there's no, you know, going back from digital now, it's here and, it, and it's very... Um, beneficial um but there's certain aspects of digital that, that doesn't translate and that is old you know the iron in the old transformers and so um you'll get a lot of audio files now that are going back to vinyl because they realize that there's some harmonics that they're missing out in the um you know in the algorithms of, of the cds so in essence yeah it is a superior format um for for audio purposes um but it does go hand in hand with today's digital stuff okay and do you kind of classify yourself in that same sort of audiophile range do you go and listen to vinyl do you prefer that sound is that well yeah it, it wasn't that i was an audiophile i i could never afford cds in in the 80s that they, mm -hmm. they you know they they, they conned us in a way they, they basically you know they came out with them told us that they were superior um, and they were expensive because they didn't have many plants to, um, you know, to manufacture them. And that they ne the, 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 the prices never came down. So I always kept my, my vinyl. And when I moved over here, I actually got a, um, I got a 50s, a Seaberg 50s jukebox. And so I have that in the corner with 45s. And, and the sound is just, it's, it's, it really is kind of it, it resonates right through your, your body um, over, let's say, a, a you know an MP3 or a CD or something like that. Yeah, definitely is a different sound, rich warmth tone. And I, yeah. I I speak to lots of different people from you know some folks who will classify themselves as audiophiles, some DJs, and there's always this thing of you know the the tone of vinyl warmth versus digital and that i think that conversation goes kind of with everybody nowadays like you said people are going back to vinyl uh because of that um and even with some of the, the cracks and the pops and there's just kind of a grit to it i think um it, it's definitely a, a different tone and, and a diff different appreciation for audio i think in general i myself have many many stacks of vinyl in my garage um where i kind of hang out away from my digital setup I, I i have an appreciation for both but you know sometimes yeah there's a there's a place for both like i say it's um i you know i have my ipod on at the gym so there's no you know it's not like i'm a music snob i do uh i do appreciate both but uh the, going back to the gear that we build it is um it, it's almost like a dying art because it's it's not only it's very heavy, you know. These are big transformers. Uh, it's quite, it's expensive in comparison to things like chips, but it's it's a philosophy. It's almost like um, 
you know, you, you want to, this is the gear you want to use in the studio or I want to use in the studio myself, which I do. And therefore I want the gear that we build to be, um, you know, to be reflective of that. Okay. Let's, let's talk about some of the gear that you have in the studio that you, that you make and what do they do? I mean, you said, uh, preamps and compressors, correct? Yeah. I mean, that's the staple of, of a, of a recording studio. You want a preamp, you want an equalizer and you want a compressor. Um, so yeah, we, and, and again, in, in studios, you'll need a, a gamut of different things. It's like, um, you know, the paint on a, on a, an artist's, you know, uh, board, you, you need to have different things to give you different colors, you know, on your palette, you need different things. And so, um, we have what we call, well, the 1073 basically is, is the old English design that was, um, abandoned technology in in the late uh, 70s but it's it's a it's um it's a preamp that you know dark side of the moon was recorded on like a lot of the zeppelin albums a lot of a lot of the the classic english rock albums deep purple you know the, a lot of them were made and this sound is synonymous with that and so that's the kind of sound that i've always wanted so yeah i mean i'm actually in the studio tomorrow to do a vocal and that's what we'll use we'll use a 1073 okay and um where does that land on 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 your scale of product offerings i mean like is that kind of like middle of the road from the product line is that kind of the higher end stuff is there is it like the opening level well what it is that is kind of the um the 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 number one um that that's you that's the hammer of the studio okay now that contains an equalizer but what we did, um, the name remains the same, 1073, but then we made what we call a 1073 MP, which just stands for the mic pre-only version. Because ah. what it is with, with this gear, because of the way it's built, the design and the parts we use, sometimes you don't need EQ. Um, you know, if you've got a, a decent musician, if you've got, you know, the playing a decent instrument and um, the engineer's you know competent then you may not need eq a lot of the times you don't use eq going to tape you know when you when you're going to record the thing so you can have um i wouldn't say entry level but you know our, our base uh mic pre is a is a thousand dollars and that for um you know for the sound for the pro sound that you'll get is you know is a good um starter mic pre if if that's your first one, but it's it's one that a pro would use as well. If that makes any sense. Yeah, of course. Uh, let, let me ask you about this. And this is you said like the old school style. The ten seventy three model is based off the old style, correct? Yeah. Now uh, with heavy duty transformers, can you tell me what what type of transformers inside of this? Um, well, actually, that's that's one of our um, main talking points because the original transformers were were. Um, manufactured by a company called St. Ives in St. Ives in England. Um, they actually remained in business and were bought out by a company called Carn Hill. Um, but they retained the same machines and the same um, manufacturing process. And so they're still in business today and that's the transformers that we use in our mic priest. Um, and it's very important this for, for any of, you know, any budding producer engineer musician who's who's you know wants to buy this type of product because there are a few of them on the market 
but unless it has carnal transformers then it can't be considered an authentic transformer if, if you see what i mean there are a few options and so if you're buying this you should always check that it does have carnal transformers in there okay and so you source them from them yeah we buy them from england yeah okay and then uh is is uh your products for the most aside from sourcing some of the or the transformers is this all assembled where you are in uh, southern california yeah we do it all here in uh, in north hollywood okay yeah I, I should have mentioned that earlier you guys are here on the west coast uh aside from sourcing your transformers from a very reputable place uh in the united kingdom get them back here assemble in the in uh, the west coast of the United States, Southern California. Uh, I'm assuming you have dealers. You probably don't do a distribution model, I'm, uh, I'd guess. Um, you have like maybe a direct dealer base, probably? We do, yeah. We have um, a domestic dealership, and of course, we, we sell internationally as well. Okay, and um, can you talk to, like, you know, maybe how many countries you're in kind of a thing, or are you bigger in certain areas than others? Um. I should actually know how many countries, but the, <laughs> you'd have to have a look on the website. It's probably 20 countries, 25 yeah. countries. Okay. Now, I was cruising on the website here over at uh, baeaudio.com, and I saw a couple cool uh, couple cool videos. You're speaking with some people in, in, in the studios and talking on the gear and how that allows them to... Um, to really dig down and like you know have the flexibility of uh, really defining the sound when in the studio you know if you want like a deep punchy bass or or maybe you don't want that or maybe you just want some warmth in the in the low end or uh, and really tweak things around on, on the soundboard side um, just giving you the flexibility and if you know again if we're here you're I imagine uh, you'd pretty good tech support being pretty, being local to here in the states or back in uh, United Kingdom or England sorry yeah i mean we um we we provide um we we, we aren't you know we, we work nine to five we're there to pick the phone up if someone's got a pertinent question regarding the gear or the application um or we are trying to um we're trying to do more and more application videos whether it's with artists or whether it's just with ourselves we're going to start a webcast actually next week um, where we will have some um, some units set up. So we'll we'll you know we'll plug an acoustic in, for example, and then we'll we'll pass it through a three twelve, and then we'll pass it through a ten semi three, and people can you know get to see what the tones like, just you know just with, without um, any EQ or any compression any compression, um, because. You know, again, when I when I um, when I started, you had, you had to, there wasn't the internet, of course. You, you had to just be there, and you had to you had to experience it. And of course, nowadays with the advent of YouTube and this and that, it's it's a great tool to be able to show people. You know, they're spending this type of money, and and um, it just shows them right there and then that you know this is kind of the sound that they can achieve. Uh, so the idea, honestly. Would, like I said, just to kind of produce some content for for people, you know, short of having just to be on, on the in the know or being an internet BAE, uh, they can get an idea maybe prior to purchasing some products to see what they can expect or how to use. Correct? Yeah, I mean, if it's not even on our website, that there's plenty of um, they call it AB, and you know what I mean. They'll do shootouts between our pre and, and someone else's product. Yeah, um, and. Um, yeah, and and 
Not only that, I mean, that that's the easiest way to do it because when I mentioned like Zeppelin and even, for example, recently Scott Weiland or Queens of the Stone Age or Muse or Arctic Monkeys, their their records were run right through our gear. But, you know, you, you can't really... It's great to get an overall all an overall view of the effect of it, but just like one track at a time, um, you know, you can go on our website and you can you see someone just playing a bass through it or someone just playing an acoustic through it. Yeah. Um, now, aside the these videos that you'll be doing starting next week, um, is there a way for maybe your dealers or um, or or maybe someone who's just interested, they're going to start up a new studio and they're interested, they, they need to start somewhere? Aside these videos, uh, does BAE offer any sorts of training of sorts if they were in the area perhaps or they wanted to bring some people in? Um, we don't have a listening facility at the at the place, but we can always... We can always show them, you know, you can just, when you when you get someone in front of a product and, and you can show them what it does, um, that goes a long way. They don't necessarily have to hear it because they, they know, a lot of people know what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the kid that's just got into music last week, again, he'll, he'll have been on YouTube and he'll be familiar with the kind of, the, the, you know, the, 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 um, the character of the sound. But, of course, if he's not used to... Um, tweaking the knobs and this and that then yeah he can you can come by and we, we can you know we can walk him through a few steps cool um really quick as always I like to thank my sponsor midway through the show um ingram micro as i mentioned earlier they have lots of product offerings who've previously been on my show you can check them out at ingrammicro.com they are the world's largest technology distributor delivering flexible multi-channel supply chain chain solutions and more if you head over to ingrammicro.com check out people like sennheiser onkyo and a few other random guests that have been on my show previously uh head over to ingrammicro.com uh mark you mentioned scott wyland the arctic monkeys and uh, queens of the stone age recently have been uh, yeah. using your equipment yeah i mean a lot of them have been using it for for a number of years but just specifically they've had records released you know recently and therefore it's fresh in in people's minds you know what yeah. uh, when there's been a, a single out or something we can point to well that that sound there i mean it goes over the a general person's head you know what i mean i don't want again i don't want to sound snobbish but there's some guys that want to really know how that sound was made and we can if they really want to get into the nuts and bolts of it we can we can kind of um you know, tear it down bit by bit and say, yeah, this, they use this on this, they use that on that. And, uh, you know, they can go about trying to set the same signal chain up themselves. Yeah. So here's a question like, like, you know, like you said, you know, Muse or, or Scott Weiland, uh, when, you know, cutting new albums, uh, have, have any of these bands approached you like, you know, Hey, you know, we're looking to do, like you said, you know, we're looking to do an album and, uh, we really appreciate the sound that you know from way back when from you know, these albums that you'd mentioned previously um maybe you can direct us in the right way i mean is that something that's typically done that you know maybe they, they contact you directly and we're looking to kind of produce something along these lines yeah i mean we do have an artist program um a lot of people in this game um you know, it's a small community. I mean, LA is a massive place, but you know, most musicians 
at least they'll have some mutual friends here or there and so a lot of it is is just um referrals or they will you know they'll they'll go online and, and do some research or they'll come through a dealer but yeah um we um we always you know we're always there if someone wants a specific sound for example if someone wants a sound of a, a quad eight pre for example we'll say well we don't do that and we'll point them to someone else but if they want a sound of this 1073 or an api or something like that then we can help them you know we can uh, we can loan them something or we can just you know kind of grasp what they're after and, and we're sure that they're gonna you know like the sound now um going a bit back um using your equipment when you record for your band uh, do you have a studio that you go to or do you have a little personal place back at the factory that you use just right there? No, I, um, I you know, I, I have friends in the industry here that's, um, that I get to, to use their studios. A good friend of mine is Warren Hewitt, um, who, who's helping with my latest record. He's, he, Warren Hewitt's done the fray, he's done the Aerosmith, um, James Blunt and a you know a bunch of others and so I'm I'm doing I'm doing the you know the the last thing with him he's got a place in um, in Hollywood so yeah I mean every other house here has a has a studio in it. <laughs> so uh, when you guys are cutting albums, you kind of just uh, see who's available, or do you have a preference on someone maybe that's using your own gear? Or? Well, it all depends. I mean, I. Um, when I think when we did the drums, we did it down at Sunset Sound just because it was a place, you know, everyone's been, everyone's played there. The Stones, um, you know, Zep themselves. It's a, you know, Prince was there. I mean, it's just, it's just got a lot of history. Yeah. Because uh, that's the thing. I I have a little project place myself, but that that's too small for, you know, for doing drums, for example. So you'd want like a, a big place. You want like somewhere where, drums are really going to resonate so that's when you that's when you you know you pull out the stops for 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 just doing the drums um going back to the digital thing that's the thing you see nowadays everyone can record they can record something at home yeah um as long as they've got the drum i mean they can do the drums in a smaller place it's not it's not a bad thing but you know for my particular um taste this time i wanted to go big and so then, uh, like I said, you just find you find a dedicated space really that drums can really present themselves. Yeah, I mean they they need you know room to breathe. They need you know you need to push the air around the room. So what are what are you currently working on? In the, are you have any new equipment in the works over at BAE, or can we talk we, about any of that stuff yet? We do. We just released a. A uh, 500 series version of the 1073 mic pre, and um, within three weeks we we have a new three band EQ coming out called the B15. And what are those exactly? What what do you get with a new series? Well, the 500 series is a smaller compact um, style series. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's very popular at the moment. It it's, it saves you space and. Um, that's pretty much it. it. It was never my favorite format because of the the space issue. You know, a lot of people feel like they are 
gaining space, but the compromising on the sound sometimes. Not always, just sometimes. There's certain modules. For example, we had to build a module three spaces wide mm-hmm. in order to use the parts that we wanted to use. So, you know, people always say, well, why? You know, I only want one space. And we tell them you can't do that in that space. It's hard to explain on the radio, but, you know, it's, uh, it is a smaller format and it's only good for certain things. And so that's why we've got this this one three band EQ, and we can build everything we want within that, uh, you know, that's that uh, space format. And that's on the new five hundred series. Yeah. And what was the other? You said a new EQ coming. No, no, that's we have. We already have the um, the ten seventy three without the EQ. We have that now shipping um, on the on the website. That's called the ten seventy three uh, MPL for mic pre lunchbox. And and what was the other device you said? Or that that's B fifteen, the new EQ. That that's not out yet. That'll be out in three weeks. I see. And um, in in terms of where BA is at right now, like you said, you know, it's it's you know it's recording pro audio. Do you see BAE expanding into other markets, or really kind of just sticking with its core, what it's been doing for so many years? Yeah, I mean, we're a small company. Um, and I don't really want to diversify that much to where we dilute the, you know, the present, uh, the present line. We we just really introduce things that enhance the line. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Of which I do have a couple of ideas. Um, we, you know, I want to build a, a guitar pedal with the output stage of the ten seventy three and things like that. Um, but again, because of the the resources we're you know we're, we're ticking along fine now i don't want to upset the kind of um you know the flow of the place i don't want to yeah you know what i mean it's kind of it's what it's well and good to to grow in a certain manner but you know we, we, we kind of we don't want to um like i say we don't want to we don't want to diversify to the point where it hurts our you know our our, our staple um products yeah, it really takes away from what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, so it's possible we could see that, like I said, a, a pedal with that pre-output stage, correct? Yeah. I mean, I kind of did it, but it didn't. It didn't pass the final test, the final hurdle. I mean, I had some, you know, some big name artists like it, but I couldn't. I couldn't finalize it in the end. It didn't. You know, that's the thing with with product. You. Um, you can you can get to ninety nine percent finished and then still not come out with it. It's it's just you know a part will go obsolete or the it was a test that you overlooked in you know oscillation test or something like that um, or you know it's just something crazy will happen like one of my manufacturers just fell off the face of the earth and it took oh, me no. like six months to find a replacement part for something and things like that can happen all the time. I mean, aside. I mean, it sounds like you know, like I said, maybe someone uh, stopped making a part, and you and you and you got you built it, but then it's kind of like okay, it's not ready for launch. And was there also a little bit like of maybe it didn't pass your own standards of the of the the quality or sound that you wanted or expected from it? Well, that was it. That was part of it as well because the part that we did find to replace it wasn't wasn't as good. Yeah, and um, that's our mantra. We always we always kind of evangelize if you're going to build something it has to be built the best possible way you know there's there's so many 
products out there that are built, you know, I wouldn't say with, with built-in obsolescence, but it, it's it's something that you may not um, may not last the course. This this stuff, the, the stuff that I'm talking about from the 70s is still around today, and so the stuff that I'm building will do likewise, you know. You can interview me again in 30 years, and, and I'll bring a piece that I just used the same day. Challenge accepted, Mark. <laughs> uh, no, that's you know what that's the ideals I think that should be instilled in any manufacturing, right? You want you want that same quality from you know back when things were made with solid metal and, and solid engineering and you know solid craftsmanship. You know you don't want crap for lack of a better word. You know that's going to be obsolete in three months or next year because the new model replaced it. Or like you said, you not don't really want to get away from your core values of a company because you're doing so well with these ideals and products. And you know by adding and adding and adding, maybe that's really taking away from the core and maybe even quality of the parts or pro <clears throat> parts and uh, products that you've been making so well for so many years. Like again, you want that just to last and stand the test of time. Yeah, I, again, I. We'll only introduce something if it'll enhance the brand, it'll enhance the kind of um, the family kind of thing. Um, and that that's what we do. And, and you know, one one or two products a year is fine. And then there's not too much, um, you know, there's not too much change within the shop and this and that. Um, and so I do have a few ideas, but I'm reluctant to, to mention it because I don't know which one, you know, it's almost like I've got to pick and choose between five ideas. I've got to pick two of them, if you see what I mean, because we just yeah. don't have the resources. Well, uh, that being said, I, I'm sure you have lots of ideas going on. You know, it's, when you're running a company, you're like trying to focus on what what's good for the company. But I'm sure you probably have all these ideas. Like you said, that's how the, the football or foot pedal with the EQ output stage was designed, and still not quite ready because you know maybe you're manufactured with parts kind of dropped off you found a supplement and it wasn't quite to your standard so you're kind of like mm, maybe that goes on the back burner for a year while you develop these other ones like you're saying yeah you, you know you pick from okay i got a few these are probably my best ones so how can i make it happen um but as you're doing that i'm sure you probably get artists who maybe have an idea and you know like i said uh, you know with scott wyland maybe he approaches you and said you know all right i really like this last album that we produced um and we're using your equipment but maybe you know, we talk about the the foot pedal with the output stage, you know, or I have an idea for a concept and, you know, I'd like you to, to build it because I like the audio playback that I'm getting from your from your products. Um, do, you, do you get that um, kind of engagement from musicians? Um, on occasion, I mean, we have had, um, you know, certain... Um, what did we do recently? A couple of years ago, we did something with Steve Stevens, Um we called it the Steve Stevens mod. We just like took the output from from two channels and blended it into into one. So that was a kind of collaboration. Um, the other thing, Bootsy Collins is an old, in a very famous bass player. I'm sure you know. And we did something with him um, where we just enhanced his his direct input on his for his bass basically, and and that remains to this day. We we call it the Bootsy mod, and that goes in. You know a 1073 or or a number of the mic pre's nice. so yeah we um i always because um, because what it is real real brief briefly when i started there I, I didn't pick a guitar up for you know 12 years while i was learning to be a tech and so it was only this last couple of years i've, I've been playing again 
and so I w- was relying on on you know friends of the of the company to to give us their ideas because I wasn't in the studio I was I was behind the the tech bench you know what I mean yeah um, but now I have the best of both worlds because you know today I was in I was in the shop I was testing gear and tomorrow I'm going to use that gear in in a session so wh- when it's in in the real world that's when you um that's when you hear it because on a test bench you just test in you're testing on an analyzer and things like that and sometimes in audio mistakes are good you know what i mean you can actually make a mistake and it'll sound good yeah so you need a bit you need a bit of both you need to be able to um test it with with correct you know analyzers but then you need to test it with what's most important and that's your ears yeah, it's kind of a what uh, everyone refers to out here as the old farm to table method. Uh, you know, from from growth to actual where, where it's going to be used, um, and that's great. I mean, because what I when I used to I used to be in manufacturing for a long time, and I did a lot of stuff for um, the government and planes that everyone flies on on uh, for Boeing airlines and things like that, and Black Hawk helicopters and landing gears and connectors and. From the design phase, it's great. It, it all looks great on paper. Uh, and then when you get to the method of producing the product, there are a few things the design didn't account for because when these two parts go together or whatever it is we're talking about, there's something between the two that just didn't work out that it needs to be redesigned, remade, or modified. And like you're saying with the mistakes, that produces the new generation of whatever it is that really is meant to be the way it should have been. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. I mean, I really appreciate that, you know, you, you're a company. I mean, you're the president of the company that produces the equipment that you also use. And then you, when you go out to play, you're like, you know what, maybe this needs a little, an upgrade or some tweaking and, you know, and, and it's not really ready because, you know, I'm, you know, I, whatever the, the part wasn't correct. And, and now I can go back and, you know, you heard it and said, ah, we need to, we need to modify this. Well, that's it. Like I say, until you're in the field, you don't always know. Um, and you know, like say in audio, that mistakes are good sometimes. They can, you know, e- even when you play music, you know, the, there's, there's situations where you play a wrong note, but it just happens to fit with with whatever, you know, the guitarist doing. And and I like that. You know, I like sometimes just falling upon something. It's a good way for new experiences and uh, new creations are often often discovered through mistakes uh, i think yeah. if, if things were a perfect world new new ideas and thoughts and creations would never come absolutely there's always room for errors and uh, new ideas and i think that's uh that's a great way and it and it sounds like you guys are uh well i mean it sounds like you personally have lots of great new ideas that maybe aren't quite ready but uh shortly maybe at the end of the year we'll see some more yeah we're, we're looking forward to it. we um we the, the next trade show is um, is Nova is October last I think it's last week in October first week in November, and so we kind of I use that as the benchmark for for any new product or at least you know if I have an idea running up to that we sometimes take a prototype or at least a dummy or, or some kind of outline so that's kind of where we're where we're headed this year. And what show is that? That's AES in New York. Yes. Okay. So previously, uh, before we started recording, we talked about this. So AES is a big show for you guys, and the other one is NAM. Is that correct? Yeah. And are those like the two major shows you attend, or are there a few others out there? 
Well, um, AES is the Audio Engineer Society. That's kind of just for, um, you know, recording equipment. NAM, that's pretty much everything from guitars, drums, and, you know, but it's still um, a lot of the international people come for that one. Um, we do on occasion go to a European show, and this year, well, no, next year I think we're um, we're going to go to to China. They um, they have a show every two years. Uh, well, they have a number, you know what I mean. But there's, there's specific ones which will pertain better to what we do. Uh, and I'm actually always looking. Sometimes I go, well, where's where have I never visited? Hopefully, you know, there's a trade show there, and and you know, there's there's one in Nashville. Um, coming up and i thought well yeah we're not been nashville for a while so we'll head down there that's cool um and just maybe just kind of uh maybe one to visit and the other is maybe reach a market that maybe you weren't big in yet or maybe expanded that market or area well yeah a bit of both we do have dealers um in china and um there was even one in russia but with, with the upset there at the moment it's not been um, feasible to go but I've always had my eye on that. So, yeah, it, we, um, we're quite strong in Europe, um, Asia. We're, we're, we're doing all right. But there's going to be, you know, this, this places like Australia and the, the Oceania area, we're not too, um, you know, we're not too big on. But if it meant us going over and that would promote the brand, then I'd, I'd almost see it like a necessity because, you know, we'd have a break as well. You know, it'd be nice to visit. Yeah, business trip. <laughs> um, hey, Mark, I, I should ask, what's the name of your band? Well, I don't have a band. It's just me, actually. Well, what? Are, uh, so you've solo albums, correct? Yeah, it's just just a solo record. Um, where where can uh, where can we find your record? Um, the the last one is is on iTunes or it's on my website, martlefman dot com. Um, and uh, the last single from that. Uh, is going to come out, I think, I believe next Wednesday. Okay. Um, and that's a song featuring, you know, Matt Sorum and Gilby Clark from Guns N' Roses. Very cool. Um, and they um, they collaborated on this one. So, you know, obviously, if you, if you won't know me, you'll know who these guys are. So you can watch it on that behalf. What, uh, what kind of sound do you say you have? Sorry? What kind of sound do you think you have or like a um, liking to, I, I should say? Or are you my, kind of unique? It's hard to answer, but I suppose it had to be between three people. It'd be Paul McCartney's Wings, David, early David Bowie, and the Sex Pistols. Hmm. Interesting mix. Okay, and we can find that at marklofman.com, correct? Yeah. And on iTunes. And on iTunes. And there's two helicopters right in front of our house. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's getting a bit... There's three of them now. Uh-oh. <laughs> four. There's four helicopters here, honey. Sorry about being distracted. I'm no, just, that's... I've uh, never seen this before. Well, maybe I should let you go before it gets too crazy. Um, everyone, that's Mark Loffman, BAE Audio President. Mark, you thank you for your time. Uh, before we end the show, head over to baeaudio.com. Uh, you can find them on the internets. Like I mentioned, if you're a social person like myself, you can head over to their twitter account which is at baeaudio.com they're on facebook they have a youtube account you can check out some of the videos we talked about next week they're going to show you a little ab testing on their on their gear 
there on Google Plus and head over to marklofman.com to check out his album and they're on iTunes. Uh, Mark, if they want to reach out to you, the best way is to head over to the website. Is that correct? Yeah, the, the, my email's on the website and um, the phone number's on there. We're, we're always available 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Sounds good. Uh, hopefully those helicopters are not coming for you. Uh, everyone... No, this is weird. They just—they were pointed right at us. We live on the hill, and it's kind of you know they're like eye level virtually. Uh, maybe they are coming for you. <laughs> maybe they heard us talking about your gear, and someone's flying in, and they—they they need to get some of that new gear. We just or just yeah. talking about the NSA is That's always listening, man. Bizarre. <laughs> Everyone, this has been uh, AV Insider. Very interesting, Mark. Thank you for your time. I learned a lot. I take your challenge of in. Inviting you back to the show in 30 years. I want to hear some new equipment. I want your equipment to still be around, but actually would like to have you back before 30 years. Uh, maybe back in October when uh, possibly the new foot pedal is coming out or new products. You got. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Okay, so everyone, again, thank you. Uh, head over to baeaudio.com. Check out marklofman.com. And check out his album. And uh, you guys can reach me at Johnny Mota and the number three, at gmail.com. If you want to email me, uh, Twitter is at HJMoto3 and all over the rest of the internet. I don't have any helicopters in front of my house, but uh, I haven't looked at the window yet, so maybe they're coming. I'll catch you guys in the next show. <laughs>